There will be no real non-controlled currency in the world. Exciting time to be involved in Bitcoin Cash at the moment. During that whole war, Viking versus big blocks, like were we the bad guys? Were we the ones that went listening? Fundamentally, we believe in markets, transparency, and tokenization. Come on, you gotta come stronger than that, you know, like. Hello and welcome back to the Bitcoin Cash podcast, following Bitcoin Cash on its rise to global reserve currency, going to number one, same as always. This is episode number 76, Bitcoin Cash content creation, featuring the one and only B-Chad. Today is Saturday, the 8th of April, 2023. I'm your host, Jeremy. Jet is in the producer chair for his 50th episode is producing, so that's absolutely amazing. I'm glad he seems to be <laughs> enjoying it and a part of it uh and 52nd episode on the show as well so absolutely monster effort uh but our guest today is the host of the bitcoin cash tv twitch stream so obviously we're live on twitch right now and i would guess besides me probably the only other bitcoin cash uh rapper on there so we're hoping obviously to spread that to more people but we've got to start the industry here so welcome to the show man how do you get into bitcoin all right thank you for having me on the show it's an honor to be here well uh i have pretty a uh, humble origin story uh back in whatever 2009 i was just listening to some freedom news podcasts and shows uh, one of which was free talk live and coincidentally they started covering bitcoin right when it came out and then also people like roger Ver came on the show to promote it too so i was lucky enough to be there kind of when it all started and once i found out about it and learned a bit i was hooked to it and i became that bitcoin guy in my circle family and friends that couldn't shut up about it and telling them all to buy it. <laughs> so you but, were straight um, in from 2009 then? Yes. Yep. Holy cow. Well, that might make you the earliest uh, earliest guest we've ever had on the show, the biggest OG, number one. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. So after that, uh, some time passed. And unfortunately, like a bunch of other people had the same issues that for one reason or another, I spent that Bitcoin. Um, I had some health problems and starting a family and all that. So I spent most of it and I kind of tuned out of, you know, news, crypto, politics and all that for a while as I was dealing with the issues I had going on. So from about, I don't know, 2015 to 2020, I had I had no idea what was going on in the scene. And then once the pandemic started, I kind of heard some news going on with that price going up. And then I got interested in it and doing research and I found Bitcoin Cash. It led me back to that. And I was just like blown away by what happened <laughs> with the Bitcoin community and you know all that different new stuff like DeFi, NFTs, web three and all that so 
that's pretty much it. So if you missed that whole uh, chunk in there when it was like the block size war and everything, that's actually puts it in a very unique position because the vast majority of people now weren't involved in that at the time. But of the ones who are, most of them sort of it was continuous. So like for me, I was you know involved in that. And then I kind of got dr- dropped out of it for a break, sort of similar to you. But after that had all finished. So was it confusing coming back and finding out about that? Did you have any doubts about what's the real Bitcoin? What happened here? How did how did Bitcoin Cash stick out to you? I just started looking into every coin that was on the market because they're all new except for like, you know, a handful of them that were from that time. But I just started kind of hearing people's opinions on it. And I must have heard the name Roger again. And I kind of looked back to him and saw all his interviews that he did and debates and all that. And I was like, oh, okay, it makes sense uh, why my BTC transaction takes so long. And I had heard some rumors of like the the fee being expensive because that that show I was listening to, like Free Talk Live, the host on there, Ian, he'd talk about it in the past. So it all kind of clicked with me you know, pretty quickly. And so then what motivated you to get back into the extent of starting the stream? I mean, you could have just come back and just, you know, bought a few coins or whatever, been in the background, carried on with your life. What started the whole movement into Twitch? Well, I wanted to do something in the community. Um, I wanted to provide some kind of you know, support and or content for it. Your show was actually a big inspiration for me. I loved your show. I watched every single one, but I was still hungry for more content. It's like, can you do this show every day? But I understand there's not enough news to be covered. And I'm not really interested in covering the price every day. And also, I'm not a programmer or developer. I work in IT as my job, but that would take way too long to learn how to program and all that. So I decided I could do something maybe like a merchant adoption at first or um, user adoption. So I started a local meetup, actually, that's been running. But I live in an area where it's not very popular at all. Like it's me and a couple other guys that attend those meetings. We try to branch out to other meetings and get more people. So we're still working on it, but I figured online would be the best place since crypto is digital. We live in the digital age and we can connect with people all around the world. And so I decided I, you know, I like games. I like the content. I want to see more content like podcasts. So I thought maybe I'd start like a stream that showed BCH content of the past and different podcasts and things that I listened to. So I actually tried to create a 24 hour stream before I started this video game stream, but that didn't really take off. Uh, I, I was still learning how to do it, but luckily at that same time, the announcement of cash rain came out and I was just blown away. I'm like, I have to use this. And it was integrated with Twitch closely. I just, thought it would be amazing if I could combine content creation and use cash rain to spread user adoption to thousands of people all around the world. Yeah, that's amazing. And I'm, I'm very glad that we were the inspiration of the show, you know, because I've said before, some of the inspiration that I had for the show was I was watching some stuff by Hayden Otto 
uh, back when he was a bit more on the <laughs> on the BCH train. I mean, he still always is a little bit. But uh, anyway, at that time, he'd done some videos where he was breaking down the history and here's what happened and making some stuff in the Bitcoin Cash City and all that. And I thought, why isn't this guy doing more? Like, where, where's my one or two hour show that he goes into it all in detail? And then I thought, why, why the fuck is it his job to make it? Like, if I think it should be needed, I need to make it, right? That's the whole, whole idea. And then it sounds like the same thing for you. You were like, oh, this is pretty cool, but where's the 24 hour stream? And the more of those people we build up, the more people that are willing to jump in and just realize, no, it's decentralized. I've got to make the move myself kind of thing will attract sort of a critical mass and every person will do it slightly differently, right? Because whatever already exists, they'll be thinking, yeah, no, that's good, but needs something else. And then they'll add a little bit, right? And it, and it will all compound on itself. So I'm I'm so thrilled to hear that that was like the the genesis of the, the stream there. So talk to me a bit, a bit about cash rain then, because that's obviously was so hyped when it came out after years of people thinking, oh, Kim says he's going to do it and then he didn't really do it. And then he did finally unexpectedly uh, do it. And it was went so well initially. There was so much initial hype. But then since that, they've obviously closed the beta and they stopped new people signing up and things did kind of level off a bit there. Or that's what it seems like to me. So, yeah, how did that work out for you or... Is it still kind of a useful tool? Yeah, I think so. I love Cash Rain. Luckily enough, I don't know, I'm just lucky to be at the right spot at the right time. But I heard the rumors of this Cash Rain. And all of a sudden, I was kind of laying in bed one day about to go to bed. And I saw Kim's tweet that he surprisingly just opened up the beta for Cash Rain. And I think I just ran downstairs and started making my profile and all that like instantly it all kind of just clicked right away i'm like i'm gonna start game streaming on twitch and i need to promote it because uh, it's really hard to start a new channel from scratch there's thousands of people that try streaming and they're left with one or two viewers for years on end because it's really hard to break through uh, as a content creator so yeah i just i've got on right away started testing things out and i was just i loved it right away and being able to disperse bch to hundreds and thousands of people it brought me back to that early days of bitcoin when roger was handing out bch to people i, I mean bitcoin to people <laughs> but it was bch technically you know yeah like they, they would have their bch share right <laughs> so i kind of want to do the same thing i want to onboard as many users as I can from around the world. I want to onboard everyone around the world if possible. And so far it's been pretty successful. I probably onboarded, you know, I can only tell how many I onboarded personally on the stream. I probably onboard like 30 people kind of interacting with me in chat. And then obviously my community has 6,000 members in it. So we know, it. Uh, and it started from like 2000 or whatever after the initial hype. So, 4,000 people join the community. And I know lots of people were onboarded that haven't used BCH before. And it's just amazing. They keep on coming out with new ways to disperse it. They got these codes you can give out, which would work online. And they can also work in person too. You go to this, your BCH meeting or crypto meeting, and you can give people out codes to get it if they're 
if they can get inside the beta. Uh, and yeah, Twitter is amazing too with the cash tweets. Uh, Twitter is like the biggest social media right now and it's the trendiest. So it's awesome that it's really integrated with Twitter too. And then all the other platforms, Discord, Telegram, YouTube. So I don't know. It's just, I can't stop thinking about all the different ways I can use this amazing tool, Cash Rain. And I think it's just going to keep on growing, especially once it fully launches. It's, I can't even imagine how huge it's going to be for our community. Yeah. So on that topic, I don't actually have any insight as to recently, do they have a plan for when it's going to come out of beta? Do you have any more news or visibility on that at all? No. Uh, from what I heard, it's a secret. <laughs> I don't really have any true connection to Cashrain except for bug testing on there and just kind of talking to people on the Discord. And so, no, unfortunately, there's not a launch, but, launch date, but I understand the reasons for that. Like, hopefully it launches soon because I feel the world needs it right now with all the crisis going on. But I can also see maybe waiting till, you know, prices start going up to catch that bull momentum. So do you think that's, that's what they're waiting for? I had the impression that when they initially stopped the beta, it was kind of in some ways, as far as I could tell, a victim of its own success, where it was so successful so fast. And then they had a combination of, problems with the the technology like when you're scaling any website that's obviously there's going to be an element of that uh, that is going to come in and it was growing at this huge exponential rate which even the most uh you know hyped silicon valley startup would have been loved to see right so they had so much of that technology on the technology front and you got to you know spin up more servers and have more load balance all this stuff Right. So that was one element. And then the second element was just socially, because it's this new tool, they weren't prepared for, okay, well, how do we moderate communities? How do we make sure that people don't just spam it up with all this uh, stupid stuff? Or how do we uh, avoid people getting scammed? Or how do we avoid bots with people creating fake accounts? Right. So they got overwhelmed with all that too. So it made sense to me that they thought, okay, look, let's just shutter it off a little bit and get everything working before we're ready to go big again but it was a bit of a shame to to lose that momentum is are, are those the reasons or the, i guess like you said there was also sort of an element of timing it with the bull run i hadn't even considered that but maybe that's involved oh that's just speculation because you know i've heard other projects do fare a lot better during bull runs and whatnot but uh yeah i think they're just trying to get it bug free and as 100 percent complete as possible so that when it does launch there won't be any problems and it'll just be really popular and grow fast i know they're working on it every day they're putting out updates um, so that's why the site is sometimes intermittently laggy or whatnot and there are little bugs that when like a transaction won't go through or whatnot but the support team is really great they help fix the problems right away they're really friendly and hard workers. So I'm confident they're working as hard as they can to get it ready for launch. Yeah, no, I, I'm sure it'll be one of those things that will just kind of tick away in the, in the back. Like for you, right? You're using it every day and you're involved 
in all of that. But for me, I've largely sort of checked out the couple of times that I have checked back in on it. I have been surprised. That's it. It's certainly not just stagnating when every time I look back, there's a new feature or a new tab or the layout has been improved and it looks slicker than it had. So they have been working really hard. It's just not something that they obviously are not going out of their way to really promote themselves, I guess, because in the background, they're, they're still putting in the hard work to bring it all together. So I expect like a lot of things in BCH, if you're doing real hard work and not just hype and scams, then it, it takes work. So what happens is you have to do that quietly for a long time and then come out blazing when you're ready to go. So everybody might hear about something and think, oh, this is going to be sick. But then it just fades away from the radio. They forget about it. And the key is that the team involved doesn't forget about that. They just keep grinding away. And then when it's ready to go, it's ready to go. And because there is a few things like that in the pipeline, that's part of the reason I'm so confident over the next year or you know, maybe two years, we're just going to see so much innovation and growth in BCH. And once a few of those things start coming out and they start networking up with each other, you know, the network effect builds a dragging people in. One of the big problems, though, with cash drain seems to be that they had so much focus on the Bitcoin.com wallet integration. So they could make that really slick. But now Bitcoin.com have been kind of trending away to more doing their own verse token, not as much focus on BCH. They're not as convinced that things are kind of working out, which I would say is the exact opposite timing. It is just starting to come together now. But uh, anyway, they don't seem to agree. Do you know if there's any plans to put in more wallets or anything like that? Or have you seen any indications in that direction? No, I don't know too much about that. I know that they try to work with the Bitcoin.com wallet the most to make the transactions the fastest possible. And as part of their login, I believe, but uh, I do know that you can use other wallets. They're just not specifically made as well for it. Oh, really? Know. Okay. That must be new because uh, like it, when, when I used it, whenever that was six months or a year ago, you could, you could put in a, an address, you could get payouts to another wallet, but you couldn't like log in with another wallet or yeah. maybe not even fund. You, I think you could fund the cash grains with any wallet. But it was a bit more uh, harder to do. You know, you had to know what you were doing a bit more. I think that's how it is still, if I'm not mistaken. It seems weird to me that they would rely on the Bitcoin.com wallet for logging in because there's like you can just prove that you own an address and that should be good enough. Or they could take it upon themselves to implement cash ID, which we don't see wallets like implementing yet, but would be a good kind of push for that thing. I question if there's like a business deal going on there or if they're just relying on Bitcoin.com's development team. I would not, I would have not gone the way that they did for sign in there. That seems very strange. Well, me neither, but I don't, I don't think it was necessarily the worst idea. I don't think I'm not as convinced it's possible, but I don't think it's as likely that there is a business deal. I think it's maybe more like, Kim and Roger are on the same page. So they're kind of like, look, let's just keep it with the players that we know are solid for the time being in terms of expanding out to having cash ID. And obviously we're going to see this as well with cash tokens and stuff. These things take a little while to percolate into the ecosystem. And like you say, there needs to be something that drives it, that people are really like, hey, wallet devs, like we really need this 
this feature and obviously they've got a hundred other features that they're also looking to add like any hedge is another classic one right we've seen now that's in pay Tucker and it's now in bch bull in 10 years it will just be standard that every single wallet maybe in five years that ha touches bch has to have that because it's just going to be such a key feature but it just there's a, a catch-22 where when it's new it's harder for the devs to set it up because there's not as much tooling there's not as much documentation there's not as much proof of concept all that so the first one or two teams to do it have to be super motivated and take a lot of time and then the second one it's kind of like well is this going to be a differentiating factor no because somebody else already has it so it needs to get to the point that enough users expect it that you have to put it in and then once you get to three or four sort of integrations then it just becomes both easy to do and expected to do by the user base right so i think that's kind of the same process we're going to see with better logins any hedge cash tokens all those those kind of things so that's why it's important that in the you know in the in the background now because in three years when all those things are standard you, you know everybody will have forgotten that it took five years to get to that point basically and competitors won't be able to to come in uh like that at all all right we've got to touch on the price we always touch on the price so we're at low ratio but it seems like it might have been stabilizing we were down a bit more and now we've come back up this week bitcoin cash 124 dollars usd and 45 cents pretty stable one bdc is 225 bch so down a little bit and one eth is 15.0 bch so also down a little bit still at number 28 on the coin market cap but all the coins that used to be in front of us like algorand and whatever they a lot of them have just died <laughs> they've just been replaced by new ones <laughs> and also over the last few uh months i guess last few weeks or months we've been down because coinflex have been dumping off their stash of stolen bch but it seems like they might have run out of those so that's a problem where hopefully not going to have again. Uh, Vchad, do you trade very much? Do you get much into other coins? How do you deal with volatility? What do you think of the whole market element of cryptos? It's interesting. I dabble in some other coins. Uh, I really like other coins that have a utility. Something like the pre-search. I like that and uh, like uh, the library. Like the with the Odyssey, I, I enjoyed that while it was still going. Uh, but yeah, I do dabble in some other ones, like the mainly the other currency coins, say Monero, Dash, those ones. And uh, I'm mainly focused on BCH. I have the highest hopes for BCH, um, and I'm just stacking it while it's at this low price because i have a feeling it's not going to remain here for too much longer especially any day there could be the bank run or you know some world war three crisis or something and i feel i might dip for a little bit but then i feel i might skyrocket exponentially like we've never seen before yeah obviously it's part of the sort of theory of this show that I kind of see it, it's almost in two phases, right? Step one is we get to number one in the crypto markets, which basically means flipping BDC. And then number two is you knock off all the fiat currencies, right? So that's that's kind of, we're still in that first uh, first phase of the, the rocket launch. And we've just been dawdling along, dawdling along, but I'm seeing a lot of good stuff in the community. And what I think people struggle to understand is that unlike 
virtually any other currency on the uh you know crypto leaderboards or whatever if bch starts regularly moving up the amount of attention and hype it will get will be insane there is no other coin like if lido dow which is below us at number 30 goes from 30 to 20 nobody's going to bat an eyelid except the people involved in that coin right there's okay this is the regular wash of cryptocurrencies but or like filecoin or ton coin any of these things but if bch goes from 28 to 20 then a few people are going to notice they're going to think what what is happening here like we thought this was dead we thought this was over nothing resonates with people as strongly as a underdog comeback story and once you get fresh eyes looking at it as long as we're doing good work as long as we're here the community is putting out good content as long as we've dropped a lot of that old baggage from the past and we've got a new positive vibe good tech coming out you know and we're kind of practicing what we preach in terms of having a circular economy and being separate from all that digital gold bullshit. like people will notice and a lot of people will think i haven't looked at this in a few years like how how are they back <laughs> on the radar like i thought they were dead nothing nothing could be as inspiring to to people as that and then it could obviously become a self-fulfilling prophecy so that's maybe that's just my hopium but i can genuinely see a world where that happens especially if you combine it with like a bank run or something you know fiat exit starts cutting off and suddenly the on-chain fees becomes a huge issue because if you don't have low on-chain fees you're actually having to pay those those fees every day i can see that just turning into a a disaster for them but I, is is it just me dreaming this uh hopium or are you also seeing like we're gonna have a huge run what what would trigger it right like a, a bank run cash rain gets announced and at the same time i don't know somebody huge on twitter elon musk says bitcoin cash is the real bitcoin <laughs> what would it be <laughs> Could be some of those or some kind of combination of that. Unfortunately, I'm kind of blackpilled in a way about the adoption or people starting to realize the importance of cryptocurrency. So I think something's going to have to happen with um, a crisis and a crisis resolution to the big problems going on in the world for it to finally really click or people have to start using it but it still doesn't mean you have to stop working on it i think everyone working on their projects should continue to and try to reach out to people and everything so we can be ready and get as many people on board before that happens as we can but yeah i don't think it's gonna just go to number one tomorrow unless uh something bad happens unfortunately yeah yeah no it's very unfortunate that most people are gonna have to get get burnt and sort of learn the hard way but are you seeing like you mentioned before about obviously we were doing things online i'm doing the show online you're doing the show online and it seems that largely we've got to a place of realizing we can't afford to fight in the physical world in terms of running too many meetups or trying to focus too heavily on merchant adoption yeah, those are those are good and essential and we can have those you know as and where we can but being a smaller community obviously the leverage is higher on the internet to catch up to some of the other bigger coins are you seeing that we're finding our way into new niches online and or what about in person i mean especially you've been in crypto 
for such a long time, are you starting to see the mindset of people change around you as being open-minded to Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash or any crypto? I mean, the scene is a lot larger than when it started, obviously. But um, yeah, I think it depends on the group. I mean, um, there's a group around me that's kind of like a Web3 NFT, and they're pretty open about it. And they'll hear you out and uh, not get mad at you. But then there's like a BTC meetup, and it's very strict, and you can't talk about anything other than BTC there. As for just ordinary people, I haven't had any success throughout the last 12, 14 years of really onboarding anyone personally in my family and friends. They're just still in this mindset that crypto is a scam or it's like tulips. Um, despite any, anything I show them, they're kind of just set on that way. That's why I had that viewpoint of it's going to have to cause some suffering before they kind of understand it and as for online i feel yeah online is the place to be uh, not only because my region that i live in isn't very uh, crypto heavy i guess but uh, it's just it's a lot easier to get people that are already kind of looking for a crypto to look into online instead of kind of wasting time just kind of starting from scratch and trying to get people in person i don't like i said i've been running the meeting for over six months and we've only had a couple people come through directly to those meetings but online i've been online for oh, four months doing the show and i have thousands of people i don't know exactly how many but now, I'd imagine maybe onboarded at least a thousand people from the show. There's a new person coming into the show every week that's like, how do I get BCH? How do I join Cash Rain? And we give them an invite and explain to them how to do it. And yeah, I'm looking at the chart. I've given out over a hundred thousand transactions in BCH since I started. Holy crap. <laughs> that's a lot of cash rain <laughs> oh, yeah so there's no way i could do that in real life in person but online it, it's amazing i feel the community should kind of focus on that we've tried you know the developers programmers are doing great i feel we have a solid foundation but um you know we tried merch and adoption that's kind of hard to do without the users being there I'm not discouraging people from onboarding merchants. I love those projects like Bitcoin, Jason, trying to onboard people and Ryan. And I'd love to even try that a little bit myself, but I'm not going to focus on that. For me, I feel I need to advertise to get more users on board. I feel the missing link right now for BCH is the advertisement. So there's development, merchants, users, and advertising. And for advertising and online content, you know, we're really struggling compared to the other crypto projects. Like I said, your show is pretty much like the main show. There are a few other people trying to make content too, but haven't been too successful yet. And I do appreciate the people. I think our Twitter um, momentum is getting going. I like seeing all the tweets, especially since Twitter algorithm changed and Elon took over. It feels like 
we're actually getting some traction there and support. So I appreciate everyone on Twitter. I feel we should all support each other. If you are on Twitter, you know, just like and retweet people, anything you see BCH, it really helps a lot. So there's there's two things that I think are really interesting just thinking about. Uh, One, when I got into crypto, there wasn't an anti-crypto group. Like, so while we have a larger crypto group and like still doing in-person meetups is difficult, it's in people's mind now. And you can talk to anyone about crypto and they might not know the technical details about it, but they're going to be like, hey, this exists. This is uh, like... I don't know. It's in the Overton window now. And that's nice. Um, And I I think like in-person meetups are better long term, but the costliness of them is really hard to pull off. Right. I've mentioned before, like when I was doing meetups, I'd uh, partner with like local bands, give out a little bit of BCH at the start so that, you know, the, the band would get that BCH. Essentially, they were discounted. Uh, ticket prices and also like partnering with a local brewery to try and get people involved but yeah it's so time consuming and costly and it's it's so much easier to just have like a, a yeah twitter's great you just have this public conversation and then someone's like oh that's what i'm already interested in why not i try this out so it's it's i'm i'm still kind of hung up on this like anti crypto crowd that i don't know how to wrap my head around that like in, in even in St. Kitts, that guy that was like, uh, you know, Bcash is a scam. Well, we're in the hotel paying for things in <laughs> Bitcoin Cash. But he was a maxi. That was yeah. different. He wasn't anti-crypto though. That was completely. That was completely a different thing. But I think the anti-crypto crowd. I think that's amazing. You know, one of the things that shows that crypto is succeeding is that the anti-crypto crowd is growing. Right? Why? Because it's gone from a lot of people sort of in the ignorant category, you know, 99% of people unaware of crypto. So then as more people get aware, they sort of have to fall somewhere on the spectrum, right? They have to be, some of them will be strongly against it. Someone will be like confused or I, I know what this is, but I sort of need to look into it or the specifics are not clear or whatever. And then some people will be like, hell yeah, this is the future. Let's get involved, right? So as a natural consequence, like you said, of it moving into the Overton window and getting so much exposure to literally, you know, the full range of people, like close to 100% of people now. It's very hard to meet somebody who's not heard anything about any cryptocurrency, uh, at least enough to know that they've heard about it as well, too. Not like you can hear about Bitcoin and just that's a weird word and just forget about it. But they like are aware of that concept, right? So as a result of that, you're naturally going to have people falling into the anti-crypto crowd, but there's not going to be much growth. Like people might start in the anti-crypto crowd, but there's not many people going from the crypto crowd into the anti-crypto crowd. Because one of the points of being in the crypto crowd is you understand the distinction between like, well, FTX was a scam. That might push away some people who don't know what's going on or who are already anti it, but it's unlikely to create new converts for them. So it's kind of like, you know, grains of sand in an hourglass is how I said, you know, if you have red uh, people against it at the top and green people at the bottom, over time, it's just slow. There's a small trickle there and it's just filtering through to the bottom. And because people are social animals, pro crypto only needs to get to like 30% and then it just wins by default because the anti-crypto crowd, they, they're negative. They've got an unconstructive mindset. When you look at, obviously we follow some of the uh, anti-crypto 
people in terms of, you know, politicians that are bashing it or there's like a crypto critics corner and so on. I actually like some of what they do. Even like CoffeeZilla is huge at the moment, but he's not even he's not really anti crypto. He's kind of like there's a lot of scams, but it, he, he even says I have some crypto. I'm a bit involved to some extent. Right. Who knows what extent, you know, that is or isn't. Yeah, that's, but the that's point is regulation like, part of the community, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's like, and you can't, you could go on and bash, oh, I hate crypto or whatever. But the point is, it, it, it exists. It's a thing. What are you going to do? Like, all the people who don't like it, they can complain, but that's literally all they can do in terms of actually doing anything to stop it. That's the whole point of being decentralized. It's working. We're too spread out. There's, there's too many people involved. There's too many different coins too much innovation, too much uh, money invested in, you know, making it all work. What, what are they going to do? Like, if I, I if I sat here and think if my mission was to destroy crypto, what what would I do? <laughs> it would be futile, <laughs> right? So I feel like they're kind of barking up the wrong tree and the rest of the world can, can see that. All you need is time. Whinging about crypto after the fucking first year or two years of five eventually everyone's just like shut up <laughs> i don't want to hear <laughs> what do you mean they don't have an alternative that's the thing as well it's like the gold bugs right they don't have uh the gold bugs like yeah we should all use gold and it's like well do you have exchanges and do you have local meetup groups and do you have all this stuff are people trading it do you have new innovations to get people interested do you have cool marketing no they don't have any of that they just have theory which is what esteban said on the last thing so and it's like a spectrum it goes from like anti-crypto people who are like we hate this but we don't have a good alternative what are you what are you going to say use fiat currency everyone already does and they can't deny that there's banks blowing up there's problems with this and that right and then you get into like gold bugs or maybe btc hodlers or whatever who are like nah nah this is all good guys this is going to work eventually but it's not working now it's not going to work in the future and then you get into the the people who are transacting in the crypto economy and that it's a one-way transition that's my thoughts beach out what do you think <laughs> uh, over the decade i have seen a shift in perception to the normies out there at first when it first came out most people just said it's gonna it's going to disappear. It's uh, not going to last something like a bug or something will happen. And it'll just, it's just kind of like a, like broken software in a way. It was kind of the perception or they said, you know, um, the government might outlaw it or whatnot. But now recently those same people are, they moved away from that kind of mindset. And now they're still in the, like a mindset of it could be a, a scam like like they're scared to invest in it because they see it as like a stock and so they're worried about putting in money you know now because they feel it's going to drop in price so that's what i've seen recently that's my experience that but it is part of everyone's lexicon and everyone knows of crypto now and bitcoin that i've talked to not just because of me but because it's in the news all the time and it's not going away. It's been so long and I think they're realizing it's here to stay, but they're still just a little bit worried to invest in it. Uh, one more thing before I forget, since this is a couple, like probably 10 minutes back now. Uh, I, I feel like hearing you speak about in-person adoption, even with your family, I relate to that so much. 
And I have not found, like, I, I think it's counterproductive to be evangelical about cryptocurrency, especially to my family, because they, <laughs> they grew up with me. They know I can get obsessive over things. But the thing that has kind of uh, turned the tides with them is just being like, I bought my server, I bought XYZ groceries, I paid my phone bill, I paid my rent. And like, my brother, who I've given cryptocurrency and he's lost repeatedly, it was like, oh, okay, th those are cool tools. Or like, my mom's fiance uh, now uses purse.io. And that's just not for me spending three years being like, this is a cool tool, you should use it. But being like, I got this using this service, and I saved 15%. It's just money, bro. It all comes back to it's just money, bro. How do you use that money? Well, I yeah. think you just have to live it. Yeah, like what exactly what you're saying is that to me, you know, I get paid partly in, in BCH. Obviously, we do this podcast all the time. The podcast has changed things with my family massively. That has just been a huge shift in terms of people being like, you're serious about this. You were just... Rant, you know, ranting on about this for years and years and years, but I guess in their mind, and it makes sense, it's actually logical, they're correct. Yeah, okay, you're just always talking about this, like, so what, bro? But then once it was like, oh, I've just started doing a podcast, everyone's like, oh, that's kind of interesting, we'll see where that goes. And then once it's, yeah, now I've done, the, you know, how's the podcast going? Oh, I'm on episode 75, right? And people are like, wow, shit, like, you must have some listeners by now, and there must be something going on you know you don't do 75 two-hour shows about nothing that that can't be the case so really living it in that way and then getting paid in bch is more like uh for people that when you are talking to someone and that you're explaining to them and the thing oh this is kind of cool and then it's often been the case now that i don't say I get paid in BCH, but somebody who knows me, you know, it's like a friend of a friend type of situation will be like, oh, and don't you get paid partly in BCH? And I say, yes. And then the the third person in the conversation, their, their brain lights up like, wait a second. So this guy is telling me about this and his friend knows that he's into this and he's serious enough that like, this is a real thing. And then that's, that's when they start listening, right? So I think there will be as more as all we need to do is kind of live it, like practice what we preach and not worry about let people come to you. Obviously, once somebody's mind is open to it, then once you're explaining everything to them, suddenly it's going down a lot easier. Right. So that's been my innovation on this on this front. Yeah, I agree with you both. I It's part of that sentiment shifting like with my parents, they're old. <laughs> in their senior years and they just won't pick up new things and believe in them as much. But I think it's a lot better. Like when I first started, I just tried to sell them on and be like, come on, just buy some. But now I just kind of started living it. Like you said, I put the wallet on my mom's t tablet and I tell her about the show, even though it's only been a few months, I told her about the success I'm having and you know people giving donations in it and then also with all the news of the banking problems I think it's starting to slowly click with them that it's it's just money you know it's yes you can make some or lose some if you do it as an investment but they're starting it's starting to legitimize in their minds I feel yeah. So give me a quick rundown then. I know we did already talk a bit about your stream and stuff, but for people who haven't watched it or don't know 
what what exactly it is what are you doing like it's because it's it's not it's kind of like this show but it's also quite a bit not like this show i would say so if i tuned in for a typical one hour of your show what what would that be like what would i expect to see yeah so it is different because i don't talk about the technicalities or the news or anything like that on the show at all i just strictly it's for entertainment and to have fun so for a show you could see me uh tune in i start off the show by giving out a cash rain to all the viewers i do it and through a tweet to announce the show so there's already a couple opportunities to get bch and then i pretty much start gaming uh, right now i'm playing a lot of chess but in the past months i played all the triple a titles from fortnite grand theft auto call of duty any game really uh, i was playing now i'm kind of more focused in a direction of just chess and an exercise program that i do i decided to join this challenge called the ddpy positively challenge and so for the first hour i played chess and then the second hour i actually do a kind of this yoga cardio workout and i'm hoping to kind of stick out differently than the ordinary twitch channel gaming channel by doing this exercise i'm hoping it'll be something unique and just throughout the show i give out these the cash reins and people are chatting in the chat um having fun yeah i also started when i'm off air i wanted to keep on creating content even when i'm not on film so i started putting up the stream for 24 hours a day and initially just put a price chart on there because i took that idea from some other channels that do that there's a crypto category on twitch and no, it's mainly just people talking about the price. So I said, well, I'll just do a 24 hour and leave a price chart on. Maybe that'll attract some people that are into that. And then since then, I've added kind of these avatar guys that you can use channel points to you know, use and to walk around and play with. And also just recently, I started adding actual interactive chat games with kind of like a Pictionary game and a word scramble game. And people are in that chat. If you want to just chill out, you can listen to some music and play a word game with the chat. And as you're doing so, Twitch has this feature called channel points that you gain from just being in a channel. And I've kind of uh, created a prize for that. If you get a certain amount of points, I'll send you some BCH for, as a reward. Wow. The, the awesome. show is really fluid. It's I don't have anything set in stone. If this exercise and chess category fails, you know, I'll move on to something else that works. If people want to see more popular games being played or want to start playing with me, I really would appreciate people come and request to play games. I will accept those requests. I played a few games with some members like StarCraft or Fortnite. Let's go, Now, now you're talking my language. Let's go. I'll one v one you on StarCraft anytime. Maybe we should have a show match. I don't know if you. How, how good are you? I have to brush off the old, uh, you know, mice or something. We should put a bunch of BCH on the line and do like a StarCraft tournament or something like that. You know, that is a good idea. I'd be willing to do that. I, 
know, I had streamed those games when we had a challenge. I did stream the StarCraft match. And also when I started the show, I was actually using blockchain poker. It's a poker site that you can use Bitcoin on. And that was really popular. And we were growing and I was hosting tournaments and everything. But unfortunately, the site shut down like a month after I started streaming. And so we haven't played much poker since then. But I keep on thinking of these ideas of how I can integrate BCH into the gaming community. I feel that tournaments would be a great idea. That's something I'll probably definitely do in the future, as well as, uh, you know, I think trading in items. I think the gaming community would really love BCH once they kind of understand how they can use it in different ways. Like I said, tournaments, but also there's like these RPG games that you can trade items with. And hey, you got a friend, say, I want to buy your magical sword, you know, do a quick peer to peer transaction. Um, I'm not recommending that because it might be against the terms of service for some video games. So you got to check on your own. That's acceptable. But I would think people could probably get away with it if it's underground. I don't see how you know, the companies would know or stop that in any way. So, yeah, I'm constantly thinking of ideas, uh, especially once we grow larger. I want to get the channel to be a 24-hour channel and not show a price chat. I'm hoping I could reach out to some popular streamers and maybe in each different genre and kind of hire them on to be part of BCH TV. And so that they would give away cash reins too and fill up each time slot and hopefully make a 24 hour network of constant BCH and cash reins being transacted. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is definitely something we should talk more about because Jed and I have talked in the past about, I mean, obviously we can also do it on our own channel, but just doing like a drink stream or doing, yeah, like Starcraft or like there are a lot of different things we could uh, do, but yeah, maybe we could collaborate with you on that and prove prove the model of having people cycle in and out uh creating different different stuff on the stream one thing i think is super interesting and uh is that like you said there's the crypto category i think we sometimes we have it in crypto but sometimes we have it in podcasts i think but my uh my thought is all we need to do is just be there be set up be ready because when the next crypto bull run happens you just know that 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 uh, page, that category on Twitch is going to go absolutely berserk. And for people who are not a big Twitch uh, deep on all what's going on there, it is a ginormous pool of people. Like it's very hard to understate, but also compared to something like YouTube, which is obviously even bigger, it's a bit more unexplored. There's still, there's still competition, obviously, but there's not on YouTube, there's thousands of everybody with their you know, crypto channels and whatever, but on Twitch, it's a bit un- unexplored. So as soon as the price hype starts and everybody on Twitch, which is mostly young people who are open-minded, they're already familiar with the internet and how everything works with that. As soon as they're starting to think, wait, what's going on with this crypto? I'm just crypto, crypto, crypto. And the price is going up and the people on the streams are, and in the chats, obviously too, are all just getting rich. That is going to drive so much engagement. It's going to be ridiculous. Ridiculous. So 
I'm, uh, I think you and I, I think it's a very good strategy, uh, to be honest, uh, because no other community, as far as I know, other communities aren't doing this either, right? There's no Litecoin streams or Dogecoin streams or even BTC streams that I know of on, on Twitch. It's not really a thing as much, but maybe I just haven't looked into it. No, there's not too much. Like I said, the most popular channels are, you know, price analysts, and some aren't even there. Some are just kind of like a bot or whatever, and let their stream run. Uh, but I think there are a couple of BTC podcasts that they come on and do their show on. But there's nothing, you know, uh, you know, twenty four seven. Or there's not one major streamer that's just taken over crypto. It kind of cycles um, through when the shows start and end. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of the whole uh, marketing element, like you said, or advertising, you called it. I agree with you. We did. We do need to do better on that on that front. And part part of the way we improve that is literally just by getting more hype and more people in the community. Because some of them will be devs, and some of them will be, you know, doing onboarding, and some of them will be, uh, you know, artists or whatever. And then some of them will be people that are interested in making content and advertising and so on and so forth. What do you think, like what advice would you give if, if somebody's listening to this show and thinking, yeah, you know, maybe I could help out with that part of the, the community. Do you have some ideas for where you think they should start or what they should focus on? I kind of started off like that before the show started. I started making memes on my own. I'm not a graphic designer. I'm not an artist, but I just, just started making these rough drafts of memes and putting a QR code on them. And I thought that was really fun. So I was just doing it for fun. Um, you could start off with something as easy as that. And I really recommend Twitter. If you're going to do just chatting and pictures and maybe YouTube, if you're going to make video content. So there's that. And now with this AI program, I'm just starting to learn about it and use it myself. But I've seen like Fiendish, I think we're going to talk about later. He's creating these yeah, yeah, no, AI-generated pictures. Let's get onto this. So I've got a slide here of Fiendish Crypto Fiendishes. So Fiendish has been on the show. Absolutely great guy. He posted this tweet this week. Uh, he First, he changed his uh, profile picture from him in the sunglasses to this sort of cheap lightning looking like black cat with these large glowing green eyes and holding a bitcoin cash coin and then beneath it there's this picture of these little cute they're sort of cat-like creatures but with they sometimes horns or quite big ears and these enormous like cartoon anime eyes uh these little critters living on this lush green planet with a sort of bitcoin cash sun over them and he wrote this description quote the fiendish dream often of their home world a land where all beings can trade freely with each other using rare green emeralds these magical gemstones can be instantly sent to anyone on the planet in exchange for goods and services there are no banks middlemen or restrictions in sight and all of this for essentially free Due to their extreme rarity in the universe, these jewels held their value, and due to their unique properties of being perfect money, they were accepted by all beings on their planet. Transacting freely and protecting one's wealth isn't just fantasy. Make it a reality today. Green love heart emoji. Hashtag Bitcoin Cash. End quote. 
and I was blown away by this. I saw this. Obviously, he's uh, generated this up with some uh, mid journey, I think, and has. And I love everything about this. Right, this is the kind of marketing and change of tone we need to have. I love the idea of saying, you know, the BDC people always going on about digital gold and people always think diamonds are rare. So thinking of BCH as like green emeralds, it's just, it's a very attractive image. And I didn't know, but an emeralds are apparently 20 times rarer than diamonds. So emeralds are actually one of the more expensive and hard to get uh, gemstones in, in the beginning. And just, it's the same concept of having a frictionless peer-to-peer -peer economy but instead of trying to explain it to people in very like dry terms, like in the real world, you need to buy a banana and let me send you this $1 and yada, yada, yada. Okay. Forget about all that. If it's the same idea, but just wow, in this magical fantasy land with these cute little creatures and stuff, it would pair perfectly with some kind of uh, NFT type of game or little artwork game i would love that i would be so keen on that it's perfect for sort of like we're talking about the twitch demographics where maybe a little bit younger but even even you don't have to even be that young even just uh as a more general spectrum of the population you know it's not so hardcore these cute little creatures you can kind of get it and it would be great on a mobile game i just love every element of this and this is uh, the kind of thing i think we need to be promoting and helping to uh, elevate more like this. This really stands out to me. I was like, there's no crypto doing it. There's kind of the uh, Ethereum. They've got a bit more of that artwork type of vibes, but nobody has made any like community storyline or myth around their coin like this. So I love it. What, what do you think? <laughs> that was the one thing I was going to get into for the advertising. I think there's a few major groups that are really open or they need BCH in their life right now. They're looking for it. Uh, I'm not sure if the NFT needs it as much, but NFTs are kind of the trendiest section on Twitter, in my view. And they're always having spaces and everything. And they're pretty open-minded. So I feel once this um, cash token comes out, we can get an NFT, maybe a fiendish NFT with a cat on it or something. And we could even generate the NFTs with the AI so that we don't have to pay artists and stuff. I, I feel that could be huge. So if you are starting out with trying to advertise, I know it's really hard to gain traction with zero or little followers, but just start going into these NFT Twitter spaces, hang out, listen, and then maybe try creating an AI art and just think about maybe, you know, creating an NFT in the future or something. If you like the art, uh, I think the NFT community is one that we could get a lot of support from and people would gain interest in BCH with that. Yeah. And I guess one of the reasons that would also be a smart area to focus is because that's going to by default have a lot of people who are not in that BTC side who are, held down by all this baggage of what what is Bitcoin and blah, blah, blah. If they're in the NFT one, they're probably already separated from all that and they're a bit more open-minded to the wider possibilities of, of crypto and ETH, ETH particularly and BCH tend to pair quite well. There's a lot of overlap there 
like when we did the listener survey, that was ETH was the third most common after BCH and uh, Monero that that people had. And there's just a lot of shared thought there. In fact, a lot of the early ETH people were BTC people, Bitcoin people that left because of all the problems with the block size war and they they didn't wait around to stick it out with BCH. Instead, they just switched. So there could be a lot of yeah, deep sort of sentiment and crossover that we could we could take advantage of there. And I think somebody said, uh, Poncho Man Magic says, very cute but naive though. BCH didn't, uh, let me see. That's oh, BCH didn't manage to hold any significant value since inception. If you create a na- narrative based on false truth, it is not going to work or attract new people to BCH. We need to stay rational and assess strengths and weaknesses in order to adopt winning strategies. Yeah, so I think that's that's true. We don't want to focus, you know, too much on the the price part of it, but we still do need to make the point that it is valuable and the price graph is a little bit misleading because of all what happened with the fork and, you know, Coinbase and everything. We've been been into that before, right? So people we need to say, well, why would you trade this? Why would you accept this? Why would it circulate in an economy? because it's valuable, right? That's going to be true whether or not the price is, is up or down. And hopefully the price will start to improve, you know, especially given the upcoming halvings and stuff like that as well. So I think as long as we're not too heavy on that price part, I like the idea of wrapping it up in some mystical fantasy. It's, it's just more positive and more fun. And I love that. And I think the BCH community needs so much more of that. So it's my passioned impassioned plea to all the listeners just wherever we can we just got to drop all this negativity about the past all this whatever happened whatever scams whatever forks whatever conflicts kind of not that relevant do us all a favor in terms of the bch community and let's just be try something positive and fun and different for once and i think this kind of stuff by Fiendish Crypto is absolutely on point. So I'm going to be doing what I can to sort of amplify that as it as it goes along. And yeah, I think hopefully to the extent that we can get new people coming in to create content and be involved in BCH, that hopefully they can have a, a similar similar strategy or at least. At least that's my hope. So you're not you're not in along here. So please, at least, at least you and I are on the same page. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I have a couple other points I like to make about advertising if we can right now, or I could save it for later. Yeah, but... yeah. No, no, get it. Yeah. So first thing I'd say is I'd buy a fiendish NFT if it came out. I like the look of them, and I think that would be a great starting project for cash tokens. Uh, second, I do feel that we need to use this AI to our advantage with everything with you know the chad gpt stuff it could write articles for us with these images creating images so we don't have to hire an artist which is expensive and time consuming and also you know hopefully maybe videos in the future then i can make commercials with it and finally programs themselves like uh, we could ask this ai to create some kind of program on top of bch and and that's just mind-blowing to me that like the what the 
future holds with this AI stuff. So it makes creating content affordable and fast to the average person. Uh, and then one other thing I want to add about advertising, like I wanted to go back to that point for me right now, I think that the biggest communities are the web three NFT crowd on Twitter gamers. I feel gaming could use it. Um, so I ask if you can emulate BCH TV, do it on your own. It's free to start streaming on there. You go on, create a free cash rate account and, no, you don't have to give out much BCH, but yeah, just start having fun. Stream yourself, give out some cash rain, give a, have a tournament or something. I think more gaming would be great. Or if you're already in gaming communities, start you know spreading the word about cash rain or I don't know, tip them or something and just plant that seed in their mind. And then the third major group I feel that would be beneficial to advertise to would be kind of the people that are concerned about what's going on in the world right now. You can call them, you know, conservatives or libertarians, anarchists, agorists, or people that just want to get off the grid. I feel I hear these Twitter space, they're on 24 seven talking about the world's problems. And then they get into asking about a solution and, they don't really have a one that could work. I feel like they're saying that they could fix the system by voting and whatnot. Um, but I just don't feel that's possible. So I feel maybe if you can get to like a Twitter space that's talking about the news or maybe a local meetup in your area, I feel reaching out to these people that are concerned and want to be self-independent that that would be a great crowd to market to because they're just thirsty for some kind of solution to the problems. And they're starting to see the problems with the dollar too. They just don't know about BCH. So that's why the advertising is so important right now. I feel it would kind of go back to that time in 2009, there was so much hype and everything after that financial crisis. And then you had like the end the Fed movement and the Tea Party and all that. I feel that could be revitalized in a way, uh, even if you're not concert whatever political. I feel you people, the whole community kind of needs to look past kind of like this hard set principles and kind of give olive branches out. You know, if you don't like NFTs, fine, don't have to buy NFT, but at least kind of I don't know, just try to give them information that could be interesting to them and maybe learn a little bit about it. Same with the politics, you know, you don't have to be one thing or another, but just kind of try to market to the people that you think would be open to it. And they want kind of a solution to things. Yeah, That's all I definitely. No, no, I agree. I think hope, I think hope is something we should try and, capture and build up into especially because it's bch right so it can be bitcoin creates hope or something like that i don't know what the the c maybe could be a bit flexible or bitcoin cash hope or something like that we can hope is what people need i, I think that's like you're saying there's a lot of stuff that's going wrong and people are noticing that there's a bit of malaise in the world and it's tough economic times and all that 
So obviously for a solution, the first the first thing is you need to have some positive emotion, right? It's a positive emotion, forward looking. So somehow if we can get hope in the branding, like I made a little uh, ad for the podcast, which was just hope, but then the O was the BCH uh, coin symbol, you know, some that kind of thing. If we can find ways to to spread that about, and like you're saying about AI, yeah, I don't know what what the future is going to hold on that front. I'm personally actually a little bit worried about it, but I've been starting to look into some of those tools because that stuff is taking off very fast. And like you said, the cost of creating content is going to go through the floor. Like we already have so much stuff, like there's more YouTube channels or whatever than you can already ever watch. And with these tools now, people are going to be able to make very like studio quality stuff with just the same tools that they already have, you know, a couple bucks and a laptop. So I'm kind of unsure and I'm sure it will emerge over time. What is going to be the winning strategy to stand out from the crowd? Because there's already tons of noise, right? It's just going to be higher quality noise <laughs> essentially with all these tooling. So I'm still not sure exactly how you, how you're going to stand out, but maybe, maybe crypto being involved and having a monetary financial aspect is that differentiating factor. I don't know. I agree. Uh, I guess the last kind of thing I want to say is that I do agree with about a positive uh, kind of communication and the cultural aspect of it. Uh, I think it would be great if we can make it cool, you know, fun to use, cool to use, uh, and maybe a little bit edgy like that. It's kind of counterculture type of deal. Uh, I think that would be a, a good uh, view or a good direction that people that are interesting in trying to advertise could go into. Yeah, and Bitcoin had all of those things. It was just a pity that it <laughs> it lost it and all the momentum died. But perhaps we can bring that back. I mean, I thought, yeah, hope it would be a good one. And uh, maybe also, yeah, like the rebirth or the return or something like that with BCH would be would be great if we could get enough people bought into that narrative because that's that's that underdog vibe that people would really would really jump on. So. Yeah, I'll add one more little thing to that, like um, about the positiveness, the coolness, and your time effectiveness online for advertising. You know, I still see a lot of people trying to convince BTC maxis or other types of maxis about the technical fine points of you know what's wrong with it or what's right with us, and I just don't think that's um, good enough. Like, it's fine. I appreciate that they try to spread the truth and everything, but most people aren't that technical uh, to understand that. They just want to have fun and maybe make some money. So I think that's a good thing to keep in mind. And that kind of leads to the Bitcoin white paper stuff. Uh, you know, the Bitcoin white paper came out on this on Apple devices and it made a lot of news but um, I don't think most people are technical enough or care enough to actually read it. And I guess we could go into that. if you Yeah, want yeah. Let's get into it. So, yeah, it was just this news story from this week that somebody turned up on this Bitcoin bookmarks forum, which I've never heard of. 
that the original Bitcoin white paper, Satoshi Nakamoto's famous nine-page explanation of what is Bitcoin and how it works, uh, has been on included by default without the users or apparently even most of Apple probably being aware. It's been included on everybody's Mac since 10.14, uh, which was released in 2018. So if you have a Mac that is five years old or less, you can run this command, quote, open space, slash forward slash system forward slash library forward slash image backslash capture forward slash devices forward slash virtual scanner dot app forward slash contents forward slash resources forward slash simple doc dot pdf and and then enter that into your terminal and your we will have preview will pop up with the bitcoin white paper so somebody found this because obviously some cheeky dev at Apple has just snuck that into the default files without telling anyone or something like that. I don't know. Maybe it's just a joke by the Apple team or something. But anyway, it's distributed this everywhere. And once people found that this was a thing, yeah, Bitcoin Magazine posted about it on Twitter and they got 1.5 million views. So loads of people would have been checking that out. And I mean, like you say, of course, most people are not going to read it or really understand all the, the details of it. But nevertheless, I thought it was still amazing publicity for BCH because then the ETH people were starting to say, well, when are we getting our white paper on apples? And it's like, well, with BCH, we don't even need to. We've already got it. That That is the BCH white paper. In fact, it's more the BCH white paper than the BTC white paper. That's the whole point. And so once somebody has read that, even just reading the title, Bitcoin, a peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash system. When they hear about Bitcoin cash, that's going to ring a bell in their mind. Like that, that, that's kind of clicking with me. There was something to that, right? So I think this was just amazing that this uh, thing went viral and so many BTC people were, were celebrating about it. But uh, it's just unexpectedly came out of nowhere as well too, which kind of uh, pretty funny, I'd say, as well too. Yeah. I agree with that. Like, it was great to have this news come out. I feel it doesn't really hurt anything and maybe even helps our cause a little bit. Um, as for like being on Apple, it just brings up a lot of questions in my mind. Like, was this kind of snuck in or put in intentionally? Like, what other kind of content is secretly on the computers? And also... If Apple did put in themselves, what kind of plans do they have for Bitcoin in the future? Are they going to integrate more things into it? Or uh, I don't know what their, it makes me question like what their stance is. Uh, uh, if it was put in intentionally, if it wasn't put in intentionally, then it's just kind of a cool Easter egg in a way. Yeah, I, I expect that it was more like one or two cheeky rogue devs snuck it into the kind of system files i doubt it went all the way up the chain of command at apple like oh guys let's do this uh classic joke of Vic because there would have been some, like we were talking before about the anti-crypto people there would have been some of them in in apple so if that kind of got brought up then one of them would say no you know we can't do that and blah, 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 blah. so i feel like somebody just did it and it's only just being noticed now by the public and also by the vast majority of apple and who knows maybe they'll take it off maybe in the new versions now it won't be be in there but it doesn't matter because it got got in there it got onto more and more people's 
computers. And I just think it's a classic example of you can't kill an idea, right? There's no stopping cryptocurrency now. Even if you could somehow shut down every single cryptocurrency, which is just beyond impossible, even if you could, everybody knows. Even if you deleted every copy of the Bitcoin white paper from every computer everywhere, it's in enough people's minds that somebody else would just type it up like, okay, it was roughly like this, guys. This is how you put the pieces together. Boom, we'd be straight back at it, right? So an idea is the most viral thing you can have. And so just seeing that get so much extra exposure was just amazing to me because essentially once enough people in the world have read this uh, paper, then BCH will just crush it. <laughs> so the, the main thing standing in our way is that people don't really understand what Bitcoin is and how it works. And this paper explains that. So uh, it's great, great news for us. So on that topic, we've got a, uh, we've talked a bit about the anti-crypto people, obviously. So I've got a slide here from this news of Elizabeth Warren, who's the senator in the US for Massachusetts, came out firing this week saying she's starting an, quote, anti-crypto army. Obviously, we've been talking about the anti-crypto crowd. She's trying to rally them together on various uh, topics. So you have consumer protections and people getting scammed, obviously. You have the environment and sort of environmental FUD. You have money laundering, North Korea and Iran, and all of that uh, was in there. We've got here on this uh, tweet, uh, Jet, if you can bring it up, there's a one and a half minutes of uh, her explaining her, her issues with with Bitcoin. Uh, she So we'll hear that in a second, but watcher.guru tweeted, US Senator Elizabeth Warren says, with Bitcoin, there's no thing that backs it up. It's just belief. And then Zero Hedge quote tweeted it and said, wait until she hears about the dollar. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's play this clip for you. With Bitcoin, there's no thing that backs it up. And, and that's what makes it different. It's just belief. You and I assess. You assess the value is going to go down. I assess it's going to go up. And therefore, I buy. So it's, no, so it's more like this artwork. No, no, because at the end of the day, I can hang that thing on my wall. Right. And I can enjoy it or I can it. throw darts at it. Um, you could sell it for money. Sure you can. Right. I mean, there are features about it that are the same, but it's it's not the same. And look, one of the things we have to remember about there are a lot of things that come within this crypto world. So, for example, we could be talking about instead of Bitcoin, we could be talking about digital currency. Now, that's something very different. I think that's different, too. I buy that. I accept that. That's right, because yeah. that's a government-backed mm -hmm. um, uh, electronic transfer. And it can be denominated in dollars. It could be denominated in euros. It could be denominated in some new language that's made up. But that has something that backs it up. It has a government that says, if at the end of the day there's a run on this stuff, everybody wants theirs out, the United States government promises there will be something to back it up. Um, and uh, that's what banks are about. There'll be somebody there to back it up. But with Bitcoin, that's not the case. And then, of course, there's, can we do one? That is wild. Yeah. What do you, what do you think? <laughs> Sounds like I'm talking to my parents in LA or some octogenarian or some boomer that doesn't really know what they're talking about. It's the exact same thing they say. It's like, 
what backs it up? Nothing. And what backs up the dollar? Well, she admitted the government does with their force of violence or whatever, but she didn't quite say that part out loud, but that's pretty much what she was getting at. But it's just strange that we've now got to this point. There's so many things that I take away from this clip. The first thing is how emotionally distressed she is. She's really getting upset about, about Bitcoin and people don't get upset about something unless it's getting into their field of vision, you know, for the most part, if something's not a threat, like it has to be a threat to be upsetting. Something that's not threatening is not upsetting. So that's, that's already the case. Then you have, she's saying, oh, well, it could be a digital currency. It could be denominated in dollars or euros or in some new made up language. That's the whole point. Bitcoin is that made up language. And then she's saying it's not a thing. Like it literally is what she's already describing. And it's just amazing that she's essentially got this incorrect premise that a government is required for something, which the very existence of Bitcoin just proves that that's a lie because if you needed a government, how come it's been running for 14 years still there? And all of crypto, really. Uh, so the entire thing is just so transparently wrong. But whether she's lying or whether she just literally does not understand that, either way, what she's saying is not going to stand the test of time because people can see that that's false. It's very simple. And when she says, oh, it's just backed up by belief i mean it was funny the guy explained to her like yeah but you can trade you can trade it for what you consider money so isn't that something something's going on there right if somebody and she says well some people want to buy it and some people want to sell that's like everything else <laughs> and if more and more people want to buy it then that's good night us dollar it's it's that that simple so i yeah you're right it is just completely out of touch but it's kind of amazing that it's now echoed up to this level of uh you know global clout and this is the sort of low info takes that you get from somebody who is apparently on this huge campaign against it and she still doesn't even really understand what what she's dealing with you know it's like the first step of any kind of campaign against anything is you'd think you'd want to understand what you're what you're fighting but whether by ignorance or by you know malice she she clearly doesn't, right? Yeah. Elizabeth Warren, she is on one side of the aisle and the majority of people on either party, you know, they have to go with the herd. So I'm not really surprised she didn't look into it more, or have like a differing opinion. There's not many people that do on top any topic within the government once it feels like People are sided and have a viewpoint on one thing or another, and they have to all agree on it. And that's not really how the government's supposed to work, but that's just kind of how it turned out with these kind of corporate interests and lobbying and all that. So she picked a side and she's just kind of trying to give basic talking points to defend it and, you know, to fight against the decentralized currency. She is for the centralized and, you know, we like the decentralized version because that's the only version that can work and that's fair to people. You know, that also brings up the point that I talked about before with kind of going for the more right-leaning crowd, like the left, most left-leaning are kind of starting to go against and they're working with the banks and with the corporations. And the right is kind of starting to 
they'll push the other way. Like there's a couple of governors, I believe, in the states like DeSantis and Noam from Florida and South Dakota that are saying no to CBDCs. So that's another aspect of this. Like I'm not really surprised by the attacks. Like ever since I found out about Bitcoin, I'm like, oh, when's the government going to take this down or how is it going to take it down? And fortunately, it can't be taken down with, you know, it running on systems decentralized. But no, they're going to I know they're going to try to take it down with law. At least they're going to try try to say all the decentralized ones are illegal to use and the centralized ones like their CBDC or Lightning Network or whatever, Algorand or whatever, are going to be the promoted ones that they have more control over. Not too surprised on her take and, you know, them trying to stop the decentralized currencies. Are you worried about it, though? Do you think think this kind of thing is ultimately going to be effective? I'm personally very unworried about a lot of this. And, yeah, I think it's unfortunate that crypto is polarizing a little bit it's becoming a bit of a political issue but at the end of the day it's not the end of the world i mean in the end crypto is for everyone and that's fine if people are going to get a bit wrapped up in politics well it's much better that we have some strong supporters and some strong haters than just nobody cares so i consider that kind of a step forward even if it's a bit unfortunate when we want to get everybody to strongly on board right but when you get to this uh, kind of Elizabeth Warren being really upset about it. I sort of see it as it's like a sign of success for crypto, really, because crypto has this nice property that the bigger and stronger it gets, the stronger the sort of the opposition that fights it. If Elizabeth Warren had come in in 2010 and wanted to start demolishing everything, well, maybe she would have been in a killer position to do so. But the Bitcoin and crypto generally gets on people's radar about, you know, proportional to its strength. So it's now at the stage where it's big enough and it's resilient enough and there's enough people invested and involved and who know the truth and who understand the technology and who are building businesses and who want to keep pushing it forward that it's too it's too late. Like every uh, critic of crypto finds out about it at the exact point where it's just grown strong enough that they can't bully it anymore. (laughs) Before that point, it was off their radar and it was pissing off somebody else who was at that level of influence and power and so on, right? So I'm personally not really that worried whatever bill... Obviously, there's people involved, Coinbase and whoever, the huge ones that are making money in the ecosystem... They, they're kind of bearing the cost of all dealing with all this bullshit, which sucks. It's unfortunate for them. But on the other hand, they're in the perfect position to do it. And so the rest of the ecosystem, I think, just needs to just crack on. Like we just leave, leave this whinging in the past and just become undeniable. Just make something so interesting and so cool and so attractive that just the more and more people we get on board, the less any of this boomer complaining matters, right? Yeah, there's just so many things I could say about this. It is good and bad. Like like you say, I feel the decentralized version will win unless there goes into full authoritarian totalitarianism. Um, they would have to do a lot to stop it completely. You know? like they would have to you know, work with like Apple and Google to remove every wallet off 
their play stores or whatever so people couldn't access them as easily but still you could probably download another way i mean they've already tried stifling it by sabotaging you know the main one that was out um and their propaganda works really well too you can still see people just using the same talking points like that elizabeth warren's using or you know some other kind of uh maxi uses that even though it doesn't make sense or it's not true they still kind of keep on repeating it because you know that ego is just naturally programmed like that in humans too even if you're wrong just you know don't admit it don't admit that you're wrong and just keep on going with it um yeah i don't think it can be stopped it's it is good you know uh, bad news is good news too so more people hear about it but at the same time you know she might be able to scare some boomers into thinking oh okay the government doesn't like it so i shouldn't like it either but then at the same time like we just said earlier you know there's this divide in the country of left and right and Maybe the boomers on the right side here, Elizabeth Warren, they don't like her politics. And so they'll be like, well, if she doesn't like it, maybe I should like it or should look into it. So there's a lot of different aspects to this that are going on at the same time. I think it's good to use a really extreme example here, though. Like, uh, as, as far as like banning and stuff goes... Keep in mind the FGC nine, that 3D printed semi-automatic nine millimeter gun was designed, printed, first test fired in Europe in a place where they had completely banned firearms. So the power of decentralized communities makes all of this regulation completely pointless in my mind. It will scare away boomers, yes, but over time, the it's not going to be, uh, oh, these people are bad and they're using it. It's a necessity. Everyone's using this thing because it's the most useful thing for us to use. I might as well join. Like yeah, terrorists exactly. all over the world use the U.S. dollar. No one's like, "Oh, these terrorists are using the U.S. dollar. I'm never going to use this again." That's right, exactly. And just her arguments are just so flimsy and weak, and they're just at that base level of, "I'm in the government, so the government is good, and this is outside our control." Hence, I'm upset. Like, there's not really any rational debating or logic about it. And luckily, the truth, for all its problems, does tend to win in the long. <laughs> so I'm confident that as she's going around screeching about crypto in like the White House or whatever, there's enough other people that are like, you're just wrong and you're just upset about and it's just a backwards looking thing it's the same reason the bch community needs to drop all that whinging about the past you just sound like this you sound like elizabeth warren if you're if you're in bch and you're bitching about oh bdc back the day fuck that that's the same as elizabeth warren oh no there's nothing that backs up nobody cares nobody cares just move on and let's just make it better in the future so speaking of that we got community comment yeah 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 jump in jump. sure like i said they can't stop it but they're gonna try to stifle it like they've already done with this whole tax thing i mean that's a huge reason why you don't see a lot of merchant adoption in the united states because it's so complicated that the merchants are scared to do it or they just can't figure out how to do it if that law wasn't in place 
I feel a lot more places would be able to accept crypto and willing to. And yeah, they're, they're trying hard. I mean, they got the CBDC coming out. They're trying to crash these on-ramps and off-ramps or prohibit them. And now with this Restrict Act and Operation Choke Point, they're just trying to make it so hard to use that people just the average person can't use it. It's too hard or takes too long to figure it out. I think that's their strategy right now. Yeah. So speaking of the, you know, yeah, that like that, like you say, the pushback that it's just it's not enough. Of course they're gonna try it. Of course there's gonna be laws. Of course they're gonna create friction and whatever. But we just the strategy needs to be we just gotta make it so ubiquitous that people like just don't care anymore and just ignore you know, whatever. The same thing that happened with marijuana legalization, basically. It's just it got to a point where just so many people were just like, this doesn't make any sense. This is anachronistic. We just got to get rid of it, you know? So that's that's basically the strategy. All right, community comment of the week. I, w- I really wanted to bring this up. We've got, so Esteban, who we had on the show last week, kind of separately to the show, but it seems maybe it's had a bit of an influence. He has really switched on in terms of all the lies and the BDC, blah, 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 everything like that. So we've got this guy here, Mark Andrew, tweeted on the 6th of April, two days ago. Some of y'all trashing Sailor, Michael Sailor, for arguing Bitcoin and the USD can coexist. It absolutely can. Bitcoin can be the base layer for national currencies, just like gold was. It's a very logical next step. So this was this Mark Andrew guy that is just completely been recaptured you know the whole point of like gold didn't work because it was oh gold backing the currency and then whoops and it's gone right all the gold was gone and you've just got your paper currencies the bitcoiners who think that any strategy like where we can get there you know step by step like boiling frog in the pot and get everyone onto crypto adoption that's never going to work it's literally the opposite the boiling frog in the pot is stripping away the whole revolutionary element of of bitcoin and and crypto and obviously these btc people are just starting to kind of either cope with that or wake up to the fact that michael saylor is now shilling them no we should have bitcoin and the us dollar like the us dollar is great so anyway esteban uh replied to this guy and he said quote this fixes nothing all caps the entire point is no intermediaries all caps no need for trust no need for fiat all you need is a phone with an internet connection you send receive and done why is this so hard to understand enough with the intellectual masturbation so end quote so that's basically that that's it it's just we just need people like him to slowly get on board as soon as they understand all those concepts they'll they'll jump on bch there's no two ways about it and I, he published an article that I read, which was about how to deal with uh, problems with the Lightning Network and stuff. And there's a cheeky line in there which said, it might sound like heresy, but maybe just try another coin, you know, if this isn't working, buried in amidst, you know, different ways to manage channels and do all this sort of stuff. Like that stuff's just not going to work. So we just need to get people the ideas and then the, the practice of actually trying it and using it follows kind of naturally. So I was just very happy to see that, you know, our efforts to unplug people are are working. But I don't know. Maybe maybe we shouldn't be focusing too much on on people who are too caught up in uh, Bitcoin and fiat coexisting. I don't know, B Chad. Did you have any thoughts on that? 
Uh, yeah, it seems like almost daily I'm starting to hear of you know, the, at least the BTC crowd like fumbling some kind of error or like aligning themselves more with the government when, like I said in the beginning, 2009, it was the complete opposite of that. We didn't want the government. We didn't want uh, corporations or intermediaries or centralized <laughs> layers to it. So it's just like that Like that sailor said something. There was a clip that went viral this week too about him saying like he doesn't like gold or that, yeah, Bitcoin can work. It should work with the U.S. dollar, not kill it or whatever. It's just like feels like almost every day there's some kind of like flub <laughs> that they do. And I think some people are noticing that. Like they're getting away from what it used to be, even though not everyone is an OG or whatever. So, but some new, I feel the new people are also kind of scratching their heads and like, what, what we are, we want to work with the government on this, even though they screwed up everything else. Uh, I'll pass. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. I think this whole, it, again, it just comes back to the truth is decentralized. So it's, there was a lot of narrative capture and all of that, but it's just crumbling apart at the edges. And you've had Michael Saylor elevated up so much as this representative titan of these people, and now he's just walking it back. It's like the exact opposite of what he should be saying. Firstly, he's putting all the gold people offside when he should be trying to say, guys, we're in kind of the same camp here. Gold, you know, it was digital gold. Bitcoin was the best because it's digital gold. And now he's busy saying gold sucks. So he's kind of <laughs> shooting his own argument in the foot. And then on the other hand, saying, no, no, we need to work with the government and stuff, which obviously we have criticized many times on this show. You know, we, the bankers are going to be upset in that classic clip where he said, there is no second bit. The, the bankers are going to, we can not thumb our noses at the regulators and we should just let it coexist. He's been saying that for a long time, but some of his disciples are starting to realize maybe he's just part of the same system. So hopefully they all kind of eventually wake up to that. Okay. we got meme of the week. So I found this one. Uh, we were speaking about AI. It was from chat GPT. So somebody it's, it's kind of long, so I'm going to read it here, but somebody prompted chat GPT with come up with a new type of guy to be mad at online. He should have obtuse political opinions finds ways to relate news events to his own personal preferences, highly confrontational, but only on a narrow set of interests. And then the AI prompt responded, introducing the zealous Zeppelin guy, the ultimate source of online annoyance. This individual is known for their bizarrely specific and overbearing political views, which center around an unwavering passion for dirigibles and all things airship related. The zealous Zeppelin guy is infuriatingly talented at twisting any news event to suit his own personal preferences. For example, when a hurricane de devastates a coastal town, he'll post long-winded rants about how if only the government had invested in a fleet of heavy lift airships, they could have easily evacuated the town, thus blaming the disaster on the lack of dirigibles. His political opinions are often obtuse and centered around advocating for a world where airships are the predominant mode of transportation. He dreams of a society where politicians are elected based on their commitment to expanding the airship industry and has been known to start social media campaigns to try and turn this dream into reality, end quote. So this just made me laugh so hard because obviously it's very pertinent to 
Bitcoiners and crypto and just there's always people in niches, but Bitcoin and especially Bitcoin BTC is a classic of just being a single issue kind of focus and just not caring about everything and Bitcoin fixes everything kind of a mindset. And we you just don't need to be like that. Like to appeal to the broadest segment of the population, you don't need to be a one dimensional shill of BCH or of crypto or claim that it fixes everything. That's just counterproductive and that's just annoying. So that's why uh, this kind of made me laugh because I just thought, yeah, zealous Zeppelin guy, he's just annoying and he's not going to convince anyone to try Zeppelin. Instead, you need to be like moderate Zeppelin guy, you know, some guy who he just thinks Zeppelins are cool and he'll take you to the air show on the weekend, but he's not going to crowbar it into every single conversation or make every semi-political discussion about that. So I think that's also something we can try and <laughs> learn from <laughs> because reading this description, it just made me laugh because you just know the exact people who are like that about about Bitcoin. Did this make you laugh, Bijan? Yeah, I never heard of this. That was a cool little story about it. But yeah, it right. uh, goes back to other things you're saying about being positive and yeah. you know, make it fun and cool. Um, and, you know, that is what I wanted to bring up. Like Bitcoin Cash is my favorite coin, obviously. I named my project after it. So if it were to fail, it'd be uh, kind of upsetting. But I'm not a maxi in it. Like I understand this AI is coming out and you know, people keep on thinking of newer inventions, especially in the technology field. It's constantly changing. So if something were to happen to BCH that got sabotaged or breaks somehow, you know, I would have to just move on to the next best thing. You know, or if AI creates a better crypto and could, you know, disperse it to everyone around the world instantly, evenly, and, and somehow it's better than BCH, great. I'll probably do that then. But for now, BCH is my favorite. It's the easiest to use, the fastest, has so many great properties. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not stuck on BCH <laughs> or die. You know, uh, I think there could be room for something new in the future to take its spot. But as of now, it's BCH is the greatest. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, if there was something that came out that was so much mind-blowingly better, we would need to switch. But for people who are worried about that or who think, oh, but something new is just going to come out tomorrow. Okay, well, firstly, that's a theory. It's not reality. So you can't make any decisions based on that until it happens. And secondly, is for something to be uh, a compelling alternative to BCH or to Bitcoin or to just cryptocurrency as a general concept, it would have to be a paradigm shift above crypto in the same way that crypto is above fiat, right? So we're not talking about somebody invents a slightly better crypto. That's not going to do it because in the same way that slightly better fiat currency or slightly better banking apps doesn't fix the fundamental problems or properties of fiat. In the same way, we've got crypto and the the biggest ones, you know, BTC, BCH, ETH, uh, XMR that have been around for a long time. They have a proven community. They have a fairly good distribution of the coins. They have apps. They have all this stuff. For something new to get in there, it can't just be like 
even twice as good, that's not going to be enough. It has to be a hundred times as good. It has to be offering something completely new that can let it break through like it's integrated or accepted by all the AIs or it was had even more, uh, it got rid of all mining and had an even more unbreakable sort of way of proving a limited supply or something like that, right? It, it would have to be perfectly recoverable, but only to the person who initially owned it. I don't know, something something like that could could do it, but a slightly better crypto isn't, isn't going to isn't going to make a difference. So yeah, uh, don't be too worried about the next best thing coming out. Yeah, it's not still waiting be- for that yeah. 51% attack that uh, BTC guy <laughs> always threatened us with. Any day now. Any day now. <laughs> exactly. All right, we got a message to the community. Second last slide. Uh, I'm sure you know the drill. Obviously, you've made a few points throughout the show, but to sum it all up or to attack one specific angle, what does the Bitcoin Cash community need to hear? Stay positive, work together. Uh, uh, yeah, I think we're, the stars are aligning and the plans are aligning right now for us. Things outside of crypto are lining up and inside our own space with the, all the new developments. Just keep on working on what you're working on. You know, help each other out where you can. And I think we'll make it and it'll be real soon. I have a feeling, I have a gut feeling, intuition, feeling that we're going to see some really great news coming to us in the near future. And I just want to say thank you to yourself. Uh, I love that you brought me on, that you bring on other smaller voices in the community and even opposing voices. I think that's really healthy and positive. And I want to thank um, my members and my community and the new viewers and everything. I'm greatly appreciative. I'm very grateful for all your support and how much we grew in just several months now. And I feel we're just going to grow so much bigger and it's going to be awesome. Absolutely. All right. Well, that kind of do it for the show. My phone going off there so uh yeah as always i gotta thank the patrons ricky and hp legendary as usual got our sponsor general protocols check out bchbull.com and stabilize or speculate your crypto of course as always not your keys not your coins do your research and stuff they're fairly trustworthy guys i would say but uh as always just just uh, what's it called don't trust verify So just verify that yourself and don't just YOLO all your BCH funds in there the first time you do it or anything. That's, uh, that's nuts. But, uh, you know, check, 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 check them out because they're a good product. Uh, Start guide, FAQs, links and all that are at bitcoincashpodcast.com. Thank you to the donators. Anybody who wants to contact me, you can email me, jeremy at bitcoincashpodcast.com. Chad, did you have somewhere that you want to direct people to check you out? Obviously, your Twitch stream, right? But anything else? Yeah, I just started up a website, BitcoinCashTV.com. Um, you can find all the links to all the social medias. Obviously, uh, Twitter and Twitch are the biggest platforms that I create content on. I also have the Discord and Telegram. 
And with the website, there's a donation page there too. And also I'm starting to create merchandise. So I'm going to fill up a store area where you could buy merchandise with BCH. And yeah, I'm going to keep working on the website and hopefully that'll become a, a bigger hub in my project. Yeah. Okay. That's amazing. Jet, any shout outs for this, this week? Suppose so. So uh, this one is for the, the 3D printing BCH group, uh, and and uh, cheap lightning. He's in the in the chat here. So they posted this like candy machine, and he uh, like immediately tagged me and was like, "Adapt this for BCH," because uh, my very first hackathon project was an attempt to get a crypto candy machine, um, but getting the actual like base for the the machine itself was the most difficult part i was no experience with uh, 3d design so uh this is like the i mean viewers can't see this i'm off cam but i've got the first prototype done i'll be working on adding a little bit of store i don't know if i'm gonna build it out in the bottom or in the back but i'll i'll put the exact same circuitry that i did for my first hackathon project in there i'm gonna rip off the uh little front handle for the auger and then um we'll have a fully complete a BCH candy machine. That's awesome. And my shout outs this week, I've got two. So the first one goes to Fiendish Crypto for coming up with that Fiendish stuff, hopefully pushing that. And he is running the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash cash tokens. And there's also a telegram group for cash tokens. People should go and check those out because he's doing a bit of an initiative to push people into or to start up some fresh positive forward-looking kind of business focused uh bch discussion and innovation and i love that you know obviously we have our bdc we have some existing telegram groups and all that but in terms of you know setting aside some of the old grievances or being too worried about the you know conspiracies to suppress bch that's all relevant and true yes but on the other hand we need to just let go of some of that to focus on the future and he's doing a great job incubating some discussion about that. So that's my first shout out. My second shout out is Jet for doing 50 episodes of producing because that's just been amazing. Uh, thank you very much. Well, if for we're being, doing that, I'll tag along show. here. Thank you you're for muted, having mate. me on. You got it. You're muted. <laughs> <laughs> Viewers can hear. But I, I said if we're gonna do, if we're gonna be playing that, then thank you for for having me as the producer for 50 episodes. There have definitely been situations where I felt like I've dropped the ball. Uh, but you know, slow and steady and, and things are progressing well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, uh, especially going to St. Kitts, I was thinking before this show after 50 episodes, like what would be the highlight? I think, uh, when we did the meetup and stuff in, in St. Kitts, I think that was, that was amazing. I'm sure we'll do another one, you know, similar to that, uh, maybe sometime later this year or maybe, maybe next year, who knows, but I'm sure it'll come around. Yeah, I've got, so this is tangential, but I've got a little bit of a garden started, so I can't just like dip away. But I've seriously been thinking about uh, traveling back to the UK just for like a couple weeks, just for like setting up an IRL studio and being, we can still do virtual guests, but just being there to, yeah, I feel like there's just so much more energy physically with someone than through a Zoom call or through Telegram chats or something. But yeah, it's in my mind. It's... uh Hopefully we can do it sooner rather than later. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're working on it. All right. That'll do it for this week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Until next time.
the greatest story the world has ever known. The rise and rise of Bitcoin. 2022. A single chance for the world, a single moment in time. Bankers captures all, our cryptocurrency flies. Guess it is.